When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, 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 and welcome to another EW's binge recap of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 14, adapted from our new Quick Drag Twitter spaces, airing Friday nights at 10.05 p.m. Eastern. I'm Joey Nolfi, EW's Drag Race reporter, and I am still trying to pick myself up off the floor with a new mustache intact after the stunt our guest today, Miss Lady Camden, pulled off on the runway when she totally faked a massive fall only to reveal that it was a planned stunt from which she emerged with a Freddie Mercury wig and a really bushy tuft of facial hair. It was just lovely. Today, the British Queen joins me to talk about the inspiration for the moment, what happened to the acting challenge's planned kiss between her and her in-workroom crush, Angeria, and so much more. Enjoy. Hello, Joey. Hi. <laughs> Hello, Lady Camden. How are you feeling after such an incredible episode? Oh, my God. Over the moon. I'm literally just on cloud nine right now. I just, like, <laughs> have never been so happy in my life. I'm so happy. And you have accomplished so many things. So that is a big statement if this is the happiest that you are feeling in your life. And I really appreciate that you are joining me now. I know you're doing so as you are in witness protection, because if I remember correctly, you revealed very bravely in our very first interview for EW.com that Queen Elizabeth has put out an international bounty on you, correct? Like, is that still in effect? <laughs> she has. But she can start off. You know, I'm famous now. She can, I can, I, she can kiss my butt. It's fine. Um, I'm, actually in, I'm actually in a general manager's office at a club about to go watch the episode on the, on the West Coast. Um, this is the drag glamorous life right here. I'm in a manager's office in front of, you know, uh, the office papers and all that. This is the real drag life. <laughs> yeah, the, the queen is definitely not going to find you in there. So if the, the bounty is still no, out. She won't. No. I don't think she frequents gay bars that often. <laughs> no. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. But she's going to lift this, this bounty anyway this week because you did so well. You did everyone very proud. Aww. And we have to start with this runway moment because everybody is just talking about this. They're all freaking out about this. Oh my um, God. I mean, Freddie Mercury excellence. I mean, madam, you felt your Tyra Banks' top model acting fantasy by faking that fall on the runway, losing your wig, oh and then God. coming up for air with a new mustache on. I mean, <laughs> I have to know about the preparation for this. How many times did you practice this before getting it right? Oh, my God. You know, I'm so glad you asked that. I practice it in my kitchen a lot, <laughs> um, you know. But the thing is, you know, you sort of don't want to give it away when you're backstage. You know, you, wanna, you want to let the surprise happen. So I practiced it once in the workroom and I, I don't know if anybody knew that I was going to do it because not that many people saw me do it. Quite honestly, this was a runway that for some reason I was like hoping that they would, you know, cancel it or change it because I was so scared to do this reveal. I was like, I don't know if I have the courage to do it. This might be such a stupid idea. But I remember like as I turned the corner to hit the runway, I had that sort of like 
moment that people have before they jump out of a plane like when they're skydiving you know <laughs> where you're like oh no no no, no. i don't want to do it. i don't want to do it it's too much it's too much and then i had this moment where i was like just go for it bitch just uh, do it and i'm really glad that i did yes uh <laughs> we are all glad that you did it as well so wait so you were i just want to clarify so you practiced this in the workroom did did people think that you were like <laughs> so you were just falling in the workroom yeah well, I don't know. I think the girls were all getting ready. They were focusing on themselves. <laughs> I honestly can't remember who noticed. I'm sure that like some people noticed it and were like, "Oh, that's a choice," you know. Um, I don't know. I think I think I just I kind of like blacked out when I did it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I was like, I don't think I've seen anyone really just fall on their face before. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was something really freeing when I stood up. I was like, "Oh, I feel like I've like." pun intended, been set free, oh, you know gosh. what I mean? Um, where I was like, oh, great. Now that I'm fully in a massage, I can just let them have it. Uh-huh. I don't have to be perfect anymore. I can just have fun. And it was very liberating. For so you also practiced this in your kitchen. You said, did you like injure yourself practicing this at all? No, I didn't. It did hurt. I'm not going to lie. Um, it's also hard to clean an outfit that is white when you keep falling down. The outfit is like so stained at this point. <laughs> But we're not going to talk about that. I will say when I was um, getting ready to do my audition for the show, you know, they ask you for your trick steps, right? And they ask you for like, just to showcase your talents and whatnot. And I really wanted to show them like some of my dance moves. And so I was doing like pirouettes and fuetes and like splits and shit in my kitchen. And like this was really late at night. And my neighbor came upstairs and he knocked on the door and he was like, hey, could you just like keep it down? Like you're making a lot of noise. (laughs) Um, and then of course I continued filming and I kept doing it. Oh my God. That's so great. I mean, you know, bless your neighbors. I mean, we send blessings out to them. I mean, but their suffering contributed to your excellence on this show. They did. (laughs) I was trying to get some of their ceiling to fall down, but it didn't happen. Um, how many times would you estimate that you practice this? Oh God. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I think at least like five, you know, um, and the whole time I was like, is this dumb? Is this so stupid? I don't know. And my friend that was helping me get ready was like, I mean, you just have to commit to mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that's not an answer. But okay. It is. No, it is stupid in the best way possible. Like stupid in a way that doesn't mean negative. Like it is a positive yeah. stupid. And I loved it so much. Oh, no, you, no you also, you capped this with a really incredible mustache under a mustache reveal in the lip sync, which <laughs> it was so quick. So I don't know if like a lot of people yeah. caught it, but I loved it. Mm-hmm. It was so funny. Um, I, I think you also, you really emotionally connected to this lip sync because you said that you did yeah. it for your mom. Um, you said she also made yeah. the necklace that you wore. So yeah. what is the story behind that necklace? Because we didn't really get to go into it on the show. Well, my mom, when I was, you know, when she was pregnant with me, well, forever, she's always been a fashion designer and she's gone through different styles. She's reinvented her fashion label so many different times. And at the time that she was pregnant with me, she was doing a lot of leather and a lot of kind of more punk stuff in Camden Town and selling her stuff on the Camden market. And, you know, so this piece of jewelry that I had was so old and I'm really nostalgic as a person. I love nostalgia in general. And so... To have a piece of her with me just really made me feel like, okay, I have someone with me. I'm so scared to do this reveal. I'm scared to be here. It's so frightening being on Drag Race in general because it's a show that I've worshipped forever. And to have this moment, I like, I held, I remember holding it before I started lip syncing, just being like, whatever happens, like, you know, my mom is here with me. And my mom is someone that has worked her ass off her whole life and has never been rich, but has always been extremely talented. And, you know, 
she's someone that I feel like deserves everything but has nothing yet somehow, mm. you know? And so when I thought of her, I was like, I'm going to do this for her. I'm going to do it because she loves Blondie. She would literally listen to this song when I was a kid. She has great taste in music. We would listen to all this kind of stuff. And so I just was like, you know what, fuck it. I'm just going to like give it to them. And just, I want my mom at home to be like, yeah, because she's like a, you know, she was a punk kid back in the day. <laughs> and I was like, she would have lived for this moment. Mm-hmm. And of course, you, you guys know at this point, we don't have access to the outside world when right. we're filming and it, it can be isolating. And so I just was like, whatever happens, I just want, want my mom to be like, so proud in this mm-hmm. moment and just to live for it. You know, Did you within like the past, you know, hour or so get a text from her at all? Do you know if she watched it? No, because she's in London. So she's she sleeping. She watches it on Saturdays. Yeah. She's sleeping and she watches it on Saturdays and she wears my t-shirt. <laughs> That's so cute. That is very cute. She's like, <laughs> she, she, you know what? She was like, um, you know, we're going to have a watch party every episode. And I was like, <laughs> maybe watch the episode first just to make sure, you know, I don't do something really inappropriate because it's very possible that I do, you know, screen it first. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, there was some discussion of the Folsom Fair, which we will get to in a moment. So your mother is going to have I'm a nice cool. Saturday surprise for that. <laughs> um, but at the beginning, you okay, did say okay. that you uh, have, have gone to, uh, I think, just, just scope, sample, window shop. <laughs> yeah, I'm a window shopper. You know what? I'm I'm gonna be honest. Like, you know, in terms of you know sexual stuff and all that, I'm very vanilla. I'm very like you know, I love to look and stare, but I'm too scared. To you know? Well, you know, Miss Angeria said that she wants to go to the fair. So, are you gonna take her? Because I know you guys have a little budding flirtation going on. Absolutely, are you kidding me? Oh my god, Angie, if you're listening. Book your flight now, okay? You have a place to stay. You can stay with Auntie Camden. And uh, Camgeria, Camgeria can just hit the Folsom Street hard, you know? Oh, Camgeria. I love that couple name. That is <laughs> so cute. Well, let's go back to, I want, let's talk about this challenge. Because, I mean, Daytona Wind, the acting for the challenge, the prep that you did for this, it was really cute because you and Angeria were both excited because you said you got to kiss in the script. Um, and from the moment you both entered the workroom, there was that little flirtation there. We all know very well that you also yeah. are the reason the season 14 queens had porn on the set, which Angeria said yeah. she borrowed. But the kiss, I don't think it was in the final version. What happened to the kiss? Well, I don't know. I, it might be because of COVID. I don't know. I don't oh, okay. I was mm-hmm. so like, I was like so excited. And then on set, I mean, I think we just have to be safe at that point. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we, this was filmed, um, at a time when COVID was still very much among us. And so just to be safe as much as I wanted to, believe me, I really did. I wanted to have that moment. And we'll find another time. Maybe yeah. we'll find it at Boston. You know, who knows? I thought maybe um, you were both just assuming that there would there would have been a kiss and maybe there wasn't actually one in the script. I don't know. It was sort of one of those things where you're like, should I? Shouldn't I? I don't know if I should make that first move. I don't know. So ultimately, we had to just be professional. But yeah. No, I do. The acting challenge, though, it was unlike anything we have ever seen on the show before. I mean, let's just say that. But given the dialogue, did anyone while you were filming have any like, was there any chatter amongst you of like, okay, maybe this might all just be one long fart joke? You know what? It's so funny. When it started happening, I was like, oh, that's funny. And then it kept going. And it kept going. (laughs) And then I didn't realize until halfway through you guys, it's called Daytona Wind. And I was like, oh my God, how did I not, how did none of us clock this, first of all? And secondly, and then I started to think about my script. I was like, what are my lines? And then I was like, oh my God, I didn't even notice that everything that I talk about in the script is like wind themed, you know? I was like, you guys, they fully gagged us. 
So you knew it was coming after you saw it starting. You were like, oh my gosh, what did yeah, I say on this like, set? Oh my God. I was like, this, this, they gooped us, girl. They had us. <laughs> Very much so. And I mean, we were also gooped and gagged that there were no eliminations this episode, but we did mm-hmm. see, you know, Deja and Angeria struggling a little bit. So mm-hmm. were you all surprised when there were no eliminations? Like, what was the group reaction to that, like, in Untucked? A little bit, you know. I think when they called certain people to the front and they said that they were safe, and I noticed that some of those people were the people that were, like, struggling more. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, am I deluded? Did I just do really badly? I thought I did good. I'm not I'm so confused. And I think one thing that I've learned at this point in the competition is that, like, don't expect to know what's going on, girl. Don't try to right. figure it out. Like, you just don't know what's going to happen. So I was definitely surprised. But then, like, when they said that we were all tops, it was, like, a huge sigh of relief. But at the same time, when you think you're doing well, you're not really preparing yourself to lipstick, you know? Mm-hmm. Kind of like, oh, it might be okay. And um, when they were like, you got a lipstick, I was like, dang it, I should have warmed up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you did really well in the lip sync. I mean, again, that mustache reveal. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I just, I cannot <laughs> stop thinking about it. Um, but then in Untucked, I mean, the Diabetes Saga continues. I mean, it was just been a narrative that went from last week to this week. So what has it been like sort of taking that ride alongside Daya on the safe train until this point? Like, how bad was it really getting to her in those moments? You know, I think the competition gets to all of us, first of all. And and I think that I, I felt similarly, right, in that I was frustrated being safe. But at the same time, when you're there, I was like, oh, my God, I'm on Drag Race. You know, I there's part of me that's like, of course, I want to win, but I'm also just like gagged to be here and to be safe and and, and to just, like, still have more opportunities. I think after the design challenge, I really started to want to really win because the design challenge, the one that we just saw the week before, was the first time where I felt like I, as a person, was kind of emerging through what I was doing. I think in the past, yeah. I was, like, just trying to do a good job. I was just trying to, like, not be safe, but I was just trying to, like, you know, be cute, be pretty, whatever. And then the design challenge was, like, oh, this is, like, something I can infuse myself into and, like, my my taste and, like, my nostalgia and my sort of you know childhood sort of juvenile like imagination mm-hmm. and so then when I was like safe I was like dang it I put my heart and soul into that and it kind of made me go okay all right you want more well I'm gonna give you more then bitch mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like you know I, I was really like pumped I was like I'm going to win yeah <laughs> I was like determined you know and it um, yeah it paid yeah. off you did so well again like I said I just I'm seeing like nothing but a non-stop flow of just like people freaking out over everything that you did in this episode. It was just really great. And the other moment that people are obviously talking about just now, I mean, we're we're very quickly, you know, right on the heels of this. Um, There were, you know, Jasmine coming out. I mean, you had a beautiful moment where you made sure she was feeling okay after coming out as trans. You asked her how she was doing. You clearly looked like you were getting emotional too. So what was that feeling like in the room when Jasmine made that announcement? Well, I mean, I've seen people go through their journey to becoming trans um, in different stages, you know. We have a, a, a huge, beautiful trans community in San Francisco and in Sacramento. So I've seen people at stages where they feel fully comfortable and they've come to their own and they feel the happiest that they've ever been. But I've also seen people be, like, scared to admit that they might be thinking this. And it's just a scary place to be when you're so young. I mean, Jasmine is a baby and she's so talented and beautiful and to be in this like high sex environment, I just felt for her because I was like, oh, it's scary, mm-hmm. right? Period. But like to do it in front of people is so scary and not knowing what your family are going to think or say or what your friends are going to think and say. But I was genuinely just like madly proud of Jasmine because regardless as to what has happened in the competition, Jasmine has always been someone that is like really positive yeah. as a person, mm-hmm. always pumped for every episode, 
like she would come up to me on the side and like be like Camden you killed that you know what I mean like she doesn't have to say that she doesn't have to be a sweet ass person but she always is and so like I don't know man I was just like proud of her really and truly and I still am and we got to hang out a bit in New York after we filmed and I've just fallen madly in love with Jasmine she's cool Mm -hmm. as fuck you know what I mean and uh, despite what happened in the competition what happens between her and Maddie all that kind of stuff you know I know her and she's yeah. cool. You know, I, I just, she's, she's good people. She's mm-hmm. good Yeah, she and she, you know, we had her on this last week and she was saying that, you know, everything is fine with her and Maddie and, you know, obviously everything is yeah. fine with her and Cornbread. So it's like, I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. you know, those things happen on in high pressure situations like this. But I'm glad that and, and, you felt that sisterhood. Yeah, and oh, let's God. be real, that episode was fierce though, right? I yes. Mean, like, everyone's talking about that. And honestly, I know that they were fighting, but I could not stop watching it. I was like, it's so entertaining. Oh my gosh, yes, the, this is your moment and Jasmine like doing the little thing with her hands I can't stop thinking about it I really and her accent for this episode too I cannot stop thinking about that either like give give her an Emmy someone please give Jasmine well you too I mean honestly you're you did so well in this acting challenge I mean I have to just say again congratulations on your first one of the season it is so well deserved is there anything else that you want to share anything you remember about filming this episode that you think people would want to know you know, my whole Freddie reveal was kind of inspired by like when I was quitting my job. I, before I even got the call to go on Drag Race, I had this weird feeling of like, I need to focus on drag because your, your, your drag doesn't get better if you don't spend more time on it. And I was working like three jobs. And I remember quitting my restaurant job and I left at night and I walked like through Sacramento and, um, you know, it started raining. And, you know, I was listening to music on my phone and, and Queen and I Want to Break Free came on. And so it was this weird movie moment where I was like, Maybe the universe is telling me that I'm doing the right <laughs> thing right now. And it was so cheesy and so corny, but I was like, I feel like I have to like do something with this. And so that's kind of where my reveal mm-hmm. was inspired mm-hmm. from. I kind of wanted to This was like that. a real yeah. moment from your life. It wasn't just something just to, you know, be a showgirl yeah. in the moment. No, not at all. It was like, it was, again, I love nostalgia. It's like a specific moment in time where I felt like, am I doing the right thing? I just quit my job. Like, this is the stupidest thing you could ever do. But like, and I don't have money, but... Something in my heart was like telling me, you have to just go for it, sink or swim, like do it or don't. Like you're not going to move forward in your life if you don't take a risk. Such as that falling moment. I was like, this is such a crazy risk. I don't know whether they're going to like it or not. I might go home, but screw it. I'm just going to do it. And and you know what I mean? Like, so I would just say to anyone that was inspired by that, to just like use that as a confirmation that like risks sometimes really pay Mm -hmm. off. Absolutely. And did you keep the mustache? Do you still have it? I've gone through like three massages. <laughs> They're so gross at this point. <laughs> They're covered in spirit gum and like the massage that I threw off, I never got the <gasps> back. I have no idea what that was. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, Maddie told me that Daddy Morphosis like got thrown in the trash because she couldn't fit him in um, her suitcase. So oh, no. he's thrown away with um, the mustache. <laughs> and the, the wings, I couldn't fit them on my suitcase. So I left them in my hotel room. And they have like some poor cleaner somewhere. I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Oh gosh, we're just leaving bits of Lady Camden everywhere and everywhere. The moustache cane, same thing. I'm sure that the cleaner was like, "What the <laughs> f- uh, is this?" Like that, just yeah, drag droppings. Oh, I love it so much. Thank you so much, Lady Camden, for being here. I I know you have a gig coming up, so I'm going to let you go. But I cannot wait to see what you do next on this show. Oh, thank of you. Of course, it is always so lovely speaking with you. Thank you again, and everybody. RuPaul's Drag Race season 14 continues next Friday at 8 p.m. on VH1. We will be back here on EW's Twitter Spaces at 10:05 Eastern, 7:05 Pacific next week with another season 14 queen for a new recap. So good night, Lady Camden, and good night, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Good night. Bye. Bye.
Bye. Thank you all so much for listening to keep the conversation going. Follow Entertainment Weekly on all socials at EW on Twitter and at Entertainment Weekly everywhere else. And tag me at Joey Nolfi. If you like what you heard, subscribe, rate the podcast and leave us a stunning review. See you next week. This episode of Quick Drag is produced by Sammy Junio and Lauren Klein and was edited by Lauren Klein. Full episode reports are available at EW.com.